0: Today's episode is brought to you by TBR, BookRight subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. Want great new books to read but overwhelmed by all the publishing buzz? Let us help. Tell TBR about your reading preferences and what you're looking for and sit back while your bibliologist handpicks recommendations just for you. TBR offers plans to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email, so there's an option for every budget. TBR is produced in partnership with Print, a bookstore in Portland, Maine, so you can treat your shelf and support an indie too. Visit mytbr.co to sign up today. That's mytbr.co. Welcome to Hey YA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main Hey YA podcast, we'll be bringing you a short-form podcast. Either a book club discussion with a beloved YA author, or a look at two excellent backlist YA books for your TBR. I'm Eric Smith, and I'm joined today by Jamie Pacton. Today's episode brings you two great books from the Young Adult Backlist. Books are at least a year old, and uh, yeah, hi. Welcome, Jamie.
1: Thanks. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me.
0: No, my pleasure. Um so your debut young adult novel, uh, The Life in Medieval Times of Kit Sweetly, uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> it is like one of the most YA catnip books I have like ever heard of. Uh, it has everything I love in YA contemporary. Like there's Well, I mean, okay, so there's two kinds of YA catnip for me. I feel like I talk about it a lot with <laughs> Kelly on here and like One is that it's like, oh, no, there's a cult and a plague and there's survivalism and maybe Mindy McGinnis has written it. (laughs) Um, But the other are like super geeky YA stories. Uh, So can you tell our readers a little bit about uh, the life in medieval times?
1: Sure, absolutely. And I will say that YA catnip is my new favorite description of this book. (laughs) So I will be using that. All over social media, uh, yeah. So this is my—we're um, pitching it as a knight's tale meets Moxie. Um, it's about a girl named Kit Sweetly who works at a medieval times-ish type restaurant. Um, so it's a big castle, and there's jousting in a you know medieval dinner theater, and um, she's a wench, and she wants to be a knight. So her brother Chris is the red knight, and one night, um, <laughs> one night—it's so hard not to make that pun like <laughs> continuously. Uh, so one shift, uh, Chris is running late, and he's had a hard time and Kit goes out and fights in his place and um, at a pivotal moment of the show they're like oh the best man won and Kit of course rips off her helmet AON style and declares that she is no man um, which lets her boss know that she fought um, and it kind of starts this whole viral campaign um, to change the gender restrictions at the castle because currently at Kit's castle only sis um, gendered male 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 uh, can male humans can fight as knights and so her and a bunch of her friends across the gender spectrum um decide to start training and try and become knights themselves um and there's romance and there's jokes there's lots and lots of nerdy medieval references um yeah so that's it in a nutshell
0: Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait for this one. Um, <laughs> and you've written middle grade, too, right?
1: I have. I actually sort of I've always written YA, but um, I had a um, a middle grade adventure fantasy um, in Pitch Wars 2015, which is kind of how I got a little bit more you know, out of my own little like writer cave and into the community. And I got my first agent that way. Um, and then I had a middle grade novel come out. It was a, an IP book um, that came out with Razorbill um, in um, late October. So that's a Barnes and Noble exclusive right now. It's called Farfetched, um, and it's, about, it's a portal fantasy. Um, and it's it was very very fun to write. And then I've also got um, an adventure fantasy out on Sub right now. So I do go back and forth. Like YA is kind of my home, but I have a nine year old and a twelve year old, so I love writing middle grade. Oh,
0: yeah. And Farfetched it. Uh- does it have something to do with a dog? Cause I saw it the does, cover
1: it does. Um, and I was
0: like, is Jamie just all about the puns what? and like wordplay here that it's called farfetched oh and there's a dog.
1: That was my brilliant editor. So it was IP work. So I worked with a team who kind of came up with the idea and I had, um, an outline and then I worked within that outline. Um, but I will say that, so that dog in the book is called Crawford, but I absolutely stylized him to look like my dog Lego. Aww. And I mean, it is a, the puns just continue in that book and farfetched. I mean, he's, you know, he loses his dog and he goes on this far-fetched adventure and there is fetching indeed, um, (laughs) with the dog. So, yeah.
0: And, uh, and what do you do when you're not writing? Like do you live in these kind of geeky stories? (laughs) My
1: life is, you know, I was considering that question before the call. Um, my, my task for the last, I don't know, 12 years has been keeping small humans alive and then I am actually a college English teacher. So I work for Arizona state as well, but I work remotely. Um, and then I write. Um, but actually recently I've started um, just trying to find more hobbies because like the hustle for writing was so all consuming. You know, it was get the next book out there or be queering or, you know, whatever. So um, I don't necessarily live in geeky cultures because of my um, my autistic sense caregiving needs. I don't get to go to like a lot of conventions and things. Um, But I love tabletop games. I love Battlestar Galactica. Um, I love Parks and Rec. (laughs) I am currently on a deep Broad City binge. um, And I'm learning to play the ukulele. I love video games. Um, So yeah, I, you know, I maybe not the far end of the geek spectrum, but I am happy to nerd out about fun facts and um, get deep into like, you know, sink (laughs) into a series and just live there.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um so now I guess we're part of the episode where we talk about what we've been reading lately. Um like do remember dear listeners that we record these extra credit episodes a little in advance so you might be hearing something that I claimed to have finished reading in the past episode like time has no meaning <laughs> right now. Um but right now I'm starting to dig into Ruthless Gods by Emily A. Duncan. Um I loved Wicked Saints when it hit last year. It's just this, like, big, chunky book full of, like, magic and mayhem and darkness and just wildly memorable, super fun characters. Um, First book was a lot of fun, uh, and the next one, the new one, is just, it's, like, hitting all the right beats all over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it's so funny, because, like, right now... Like, I'm recording this during the the whole quarantine thing, and, like, all I've wanted to do is read, like, the fluffiest of fluffy rom-coms. But when this book showed up, this, like, super dark book about gods speaking to teen characters and and all kinds of, like, horrors that happen in it, uh, I just needed to dive in right away. (laughs) Um, And I should also add that this book fell off my bookshelf the other day and, like, nearly killed me. Like, it is... It is very big. It hit me in the shoulder, and I was like, "Oh, that that could have that could have maybe wounded me a little bit." Um, and yet, here I am spending more time in Emily Duncan's uh, messy world. Uh, what about you? What's what are you reading right now?
1: Um, I will answer that in a second. I will say I haven't read the first book, but I'm hoping to audiobook it because I think Ooh, that that's okay. going to help me get through some of the like the names and things because I started it and I was like, Oh, I need to like take notes as I go through. Um,
0: oh so I, yeah. It's definitely like a footnote book.
1: Yeah. I'm stoked to get into that sort of dark, like Russian-y world. Mm-hmm. Um, I am absolutely in fluffy rom-com land right now. Um, yes. I'm, I just am finishing up Rachel Lynn Solomon's today, tonight, tomorrow, which comes out a little bit later this summer. Um, and it's hilarious. It's about, it takes place over the course of the day. So it's a, a, you know, a pair of, like, the valedictorian and the salutedictorian who hate each other and they have this intense rivalry. And, of course, over the course of this day as they, they do this kind of, like, scavenger hunt in Seattle, they um, begin to like each other very much. And it's funny. It's feminist. There's all these, like, Rachel's so smart about, like, she's talking about what it is to grow up Jewish. She's talking about feminist stuff. She's talking about sex positivity. But it's all, like, within this absolute, like, just candy of this, like day-long love story. So I would highly recommend that. Um, And then my next book after that is going to be Tigers Not Daughters, um, which I am so excited about.
0: Yes, I love everything Samantha Mabry writes. Um, I feel like I was just talking about her in like a recent extra credit episode with somebody else. Um, Because yeah, everything she writes is amazing. And I don't know if you've ever met her in person, but she's like so effortlessly cool. Um, <laughs> I have not. Met her. Oh my god! I wish I could write like her, and I wish I could like carry myself the way she does. Um, she's amazing.
1: That's an amazing, praise! I am certain I would meet her and just absolutely be like the biggest like tongue-tied nerd ever. So I love effortlessly cool people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so effortlessly cool. Um, so okay, so now it's time for those backlist book wrecks. Okay. Um, So I usually like to find uh, read-alikes when there's, like, a guest on for these. And since your book is a geeky delight and that's – those are, like, my favorite YA books, I thought I'd talk about some of my favorites from recent years. Um – so, have you ever read one of Jen Wilde's books?
1: I haven't. And, you know, I, I will put that on my list, though. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> These, they are definitely for you. Um, I really, really dug uh, Queens of Geek when it came out a few years back via Swoon Reads. Um, it's about three teens at a convention, uh, one who's pretty famous uh, and wrestling with a breakup, uh, as well as a, as a as sort of dealing with a crush on another, like, internet-famous sort of person who's there. Um, There's a lot of heartache and, like, swooning in this, like, really nerdy novel about fandom and, you know, what it means to be famous when you're younger and and what kind of feelings are sort of brewing in that sort of very, like, bubble community that they're in. Um, And all the other novels that Jenna's written also have that very, I don't know, fun, like, nerdy... Uh, like romantic feel uh the bright ciders uh, yeah. was really great um it gave me the same feels as like Nina Lacour's the Disenchantments did um which is like one of my favorite YA novels like of all time um what about uh, what about you what's one of, which one of your reps I feel like yeah. I dropped like three books <laughs> no, on um, <laughs> those were
1: great those are all fabulous books and you know my to read list just got a little deeper. Um, <laughs> well, my first recommendation for geeky, fun, rompy, happy YA is my dear friend M. K. England's *The Disasters*, um, and I think that this is a book that everybody needs to read, but especially in this time where we're all kind of at home and things are heavy, heavy. Like this is a um, space adventure. I think I think it's pitched as battle or *Breakfast Club* in space, um, and it's queer and it's hilarious and there's hijinks for days and i love the way megan writes um so that is one of my favorite backlist geeky recommendations um just because like there's some deep like space you know jokes in there and tropes and things like that um but yeah that's my my first backlist recommendation
0: yes i am i am also a very big <laughs> mk fan yeah. uh Lucky enough to have uh, signed them in my agent life recently. Yes. Uh, yeah, and the disasters. Uh, I love that book so much. It's so fun.
1: I was just gonna say. I mean, again, like I keep buying this book to give to people because, I'm like, oh, I just I want something funny and you know happy. And I'm like, here. You go. Take it. Take it, please. You
0: know. <laughs> I also really love Spellhacker. Hacker. Yeah. Um, I know it's not a backlist book. I'm sorry, podcast producers, but uh, <laughs> like it's so funny. It made me think of like playing like a. Like a Final Fantasy game, yeah. you know, which, which made me so happy.
1: Yeah. And the brilliant, um, so I, I'm actually one of Megan's critique partners. And when they brought me the list of the different types of magic, I, mind was completely blown. I was like, <laughs> oh my, how long did you spend on this? Well, i just been working on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. I, I think that book is also very, very fun and fantastic.
0: All right, and for my second rec, which kind of feels like my like sixth recommendation, <laughs> I keep naming books, um, is maybe uh, The Improbable Theory of Anna and Zach by Brian Ketcher. Um, so this is another convention novel, so I, I think this is a, a space that I like, uh, I particularly enjoy, um, about a teen trying to find her runaway brother uh, at a convention alongside this geeky loner. Uh, and surprise, swoons start to happen in this book about, um, you know, Friendship and love and, and family. Um, this one came out like, oh my god, like five years ago, which in like publishing is like 37 years ago. <laughs> um, but it's just like so adorable. It's so fun. And it has this like pixely, like 8-bit cover that makes you want to like pull it off your bookshelf and show it to everybody uh and that's uh yeah the improbable theory of Anna and Zach
1: that sounds awesome I love convention novels or any sort of like these microcosm world type novels um and that's kind of you know with Kid Sweetly it doesn't all take place in the restaurant because she has to go home and she goes to her friend's house but Mm. anything that's like that deep like here's where we spend our time and here's the weird things we do because we're in this certain space like I love books like that um, and also because people can be so different when they're in those spaces oh, yeah. you know they can reinvent themselves for the convention or whatever
0: i'm really excited for this one book that i that i blurbed uh by uh, by sam Maggs that comes out later this year called uh, conquest Oh, cool. um and that, it's not like conquest it's con space quest um and it's like a it's like a upper middle grade book about kids at a uh you know comic book convention trying to do this scavenger hunt that's been, like, deemed illegal by the people who run the convention, and they're trying to do it anyway, and oh my goodness, it's just so much fun, and I just like, yeah, those, like, little contained worlds yeah. are just, ugh, they're just a blast. Yeah,
1: definitely, that sounds awesome. Uh, my second recognition, again, another funny book, but I also am always looking for, like, fiercely feminist funny books, so um, I would recommend The Exact Opposite of Okay by Laura Steven. Um... And this came out a couple years ago. Um, It's actually her book about slut shaming and um, a girl who gets caught kind of like with two guys in the same night and all the fallout from that. But the voice is big and it's fierce. Um, And it's honestly, it's like one of the funniest books I've ever read in my life. Um, And it's got a lot of important stuff to say, but at the same time, it does this and this charming way and i I don't know it the book to me in my mind i think it feels a little bit like a cross between sex education and dairy girls um okay which basically i that is the greatest combination ever um so yeah that would be my second backlist recommendation and she actually there's a sequel to it and then i think laura's already on to her third book after this or something um but yeah that's it's a great book I tried.
0: I haven't. I haven't finished watching Sex Education yet. I've, I've been meaning to, um, because someone told me it like reads like a. It's like a YA novel yeah. as a as a Netflix show. Um, but when I heard that, I thought, oh, maybe this is like uh, like watching Dumplin' or watching like Love Simon. I can like let my toddler sit and play while I put this on. <laughs> and then like within like the first five minutes, there's some like very graphic sex yeah. on the screen. I was like, well, no, this is a. Uh, this will not be the watch casually while the toddler's playing. Show. Yeah,
1: that would be a later put the kids to bed kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think you could probably watch. Have you seen Dairy Girls? No, no, I have watched that one oh, It's very funny. So it's about a group of friends in like 19, I think it's 90s, Northern Ireland. Um, so it kind of actually just feels like my childhood because I had an like, Irish exchange student um, in the 90s. Um, okay. But it's hilarious ensemble cast. Um, And definitely less graphic than sex education.
0: (laughs) I will add that to my my Netflix queue. all right so i guess that is that's a wrap there so uh, i want to thank today's sponsors for making the show possible uh you can follow me uh at eric smith rocks on twitter as well as uh instagram if you want to see pictures of my dog and my baby uh and jamie where can everyone find you
1: sure my website is just jamiepacton.com so that's j-a-m-i-e-p-a-c-t-o-n and then it's the same on instagram and twitter at jamiepacton so same spelling
0: Right, branded across all platforms. That is excellent. Uh, so yeah, thanks so much for being here, and yeah, and to our listeners, we'll see you again next week for the main podcast. Uh, until then, uh, happy reading.
1: And thanks for having me, Eric.